Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Morning, Wayne, and congrats to your Lakers. It is time to skip the BS. Time for Undisputed. Time for you to reach us at hashtag Undisputed Live. Time to talk LeBron and the Lakers in the controversial finish to last night's in-season tournament quarterfinal game. As I always say, LeBron is the most interesting man in sports. No LeBron game is ever ho-hum, run-of-the-mill, nothing to talk about here. There is always a dramatic subplot in every game played by the drama kings. Always some controversy or some intriguing new narrative. And what happened at the end of last night's game just might help put this new in-season tournament on the national map. Now, in the middle of Eagles Cowboys week all anybody's going to be talking about this morning is whether the Suns got robbed because of a genius move by LeBron James this game couldn't just end routinely with Austin Reeves making the closing clinching three with 15 seconds left to put the Lakers up four as I think I predicted AR would do at the end of yesterday's show (laughs) no 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 Then Kevin Durant made a nice up and under layup at the other end to cut it to two with 11.2 seconds left. Then all hell broke loose. LeBron inbounded to Austin Reeves, who was trying to get fouled, did get double teamed, did lose the ball before LeBron on the other side of the floor signaled timeout to referee Tom Washington, who granted said timeout, even though the Lakers no longer had possession of the basketball. Here's Suns coach Frank Vogel. I can't call a timeout on this ball. Can't do it. So if the whistle blows, I don't know why, you know, everything in the league is reviewable. I don't know why that, that can't be reviewable. I know it's not a foul or an out of bounds, which is like a challenge. Okay, but at any point in the game, the whistle blows, okay, inadvertently. The ref can huddle up and say, inadvertent whistle, okay, where were we at during the game? Okay, and that did not happen. So, um, extremely disappointing. All fair points. Now here's LeBron's view. I felt Book kind of pushed up on him a little bit, kind of made AR stumble. Um, and as soon as I seen AR start to start to stumble a little bit, um, I started to make the notion and the voice to the referee that was closest to me for a timeout. Um, you know, after that, I, I mean, I heard them, the commotion, you know, the ball was loose, whatever the case may be, but my direction was right towards the referee um, to, to, to get us a timeout for sure. There you go. So, Anthony Davis missed his second free throw with 6.6 seconds left. 
And KD wound up rushing up a three from 30 feet that missed everything. Lakers advance to the final four in Las Vegas, 106-103. And now it is time to hear from two lifelong Laker fans who grew up right here in Los Angeles, Richard Sherman, Keyshawn Johnson. Good morning to both of you. But Keyshawn, you first, please. Did the Suns get robbed? No, they didn't get robbed. I think when you what's happening in this situation, if you continue to look at everything in real time, you can't see that Austin Reeves had possession of the ball pinned against his leg simultaneously at the same time. LeBron was gesturing timeout vocally and with his hands. Then the ball slips away. If you look at the video and you look at the freeze frame or you look at slow-mo, you can see that Austin Reeves had possessed the basketball pinned against his leg at this particular time. Same time LeBron is calling the timeout. By the time the referee looks over there, the ball is dribbling away from Austin Reeves. So everybody immediately says, oh, the ball got away from him. He didn't have possession of it. That's not true. Are you sure that Austin ever had possession of it after yeah. he started to stumble? It yes, looked like because he lost control. But it pent against his leg, though, Skip. So that control? I don't that, know. That, that, according to the referees, okay. it's, it is. I mean, when you look at what they said, here's what the referee, here's what the chief, crew chief, uh, Josh Tivin said. Yes. Doing live play, the official felt that L.A. still had possession of the ball when LeBron James requested the timeout. Through post-game video review in slow motion replay, we did see that Austin had his left hand on the ball while it pinned against his left leg, which does constitute control. I mean, are you going to argue with people that do this for a living? I'm not. I'm not going to argue with the rules and what they see. I know, but they got to explain it the way they have to explain it to make themselves look correct here. But, right? but you can see it, though, Skip. If, they, if you watch the video slow down and you look at a two-shot split screen, whatever you want to call it, it will show his pint against his leg. It, he has possession. But that means timeout. Tom Washington can see that from across the floor because he's looking at LeBron. No, no, he was, being, he, he was being blocked out. He couldn't see no. it. All he saw was timeout. But based on the timeout portion of it, when they go and look at the video at the end of the game, they clearly – felt that they got it right. So I don't believe that they got robbed anyway. And who's to say that Phoenix was going to win the well, game? You, you can't. They would have had a, ch a chance because they were going to be down two with 7.4 seconds left with the basketball because it looked like Devin Booker was controlling the ball. It was right on the, the end line. But, but it looked like he was no. going to have the it, basketball. It looked like, it, it, to me, it looked like Grayson Allen. It bounced off uh, Devin Booker's leg and went out of bounds before Grayson Allen could stop it. But either way, you know, it wasn't like a guaranteed anything. You know, they're saying that like, oh, my God, we had the ball. We have enough time to do something. I don't know if they get a shot off right there in the first place. Maybe they call a timeout. But I think it's, I, I, you know, I think it's a controversial call. It gives us something to talk about. Um, it could have went either way. But it wasn't like they totally had possession of the basketball once it went loose anyway. So, Frank, to, to Frank Vogel's point, like uh, the refs inadvertent whistle, then they stop it, then they figure out where the ball was. Well, the ball was bouncing around. So then what do you do? You jump ball to that midcourt? Is that what you do? do you, are you guaranteed to get the jump ball? Uh, is somebody going to out jump Anthony Davis? I don't know. You see that, though, Skip? That, that's timeout. Look at, look at Austin Reeves. Look at LeBron. 
Look at timeout. The ball is gone I now. Mean, look, Keyshawn, the ball is so gone. No, it, it wasn't. It went through his legs and it's gone. It, coach, it's, it's on. It's, it's on gone. his left it's, leg, it's gone. right He's there. Left leg. Timeout. It, it is so gone before LeBron calls timeout. It is loose behind him. It went between his legs onto the floor. And when you're great like LeBron, you get certain calls anyway. Okay. So well, now. Okay. You know what? That is true. In fact, I was going to make the point to both of you, big LeBron fans that you are, and I certainly respect him at the highest level of achievement in this league. Does anybody besides LeBron James get that call in that moment? Because I don't think the ref on the far side of the floor is going to respect the basketball IQ of any other player, the 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 legacy. Well, you know, Eric, I would Kevin say Grant get it. I, don't know, I, I would say the answer. The answer, that, the answer I was about to say. Kevin. I would say the dudes that's on LeBron's yeah. level. Well, Katie's, who is on LeBron's? Well, level? Katie, Steph, they, they're all on his yeah. basketball IQ level, and they're well respected. They're they're the faces of the league. So yeah, they'll probably get those calls. Okay, I, I'm going to walk you now through the play as I saw it, and you guys hate me saying this, but. LeBron is a shrewd operator. He does not want to catch the ball inbounds because he wants Austin Reeves to go to the free throw line on the other end. That's the idea of the final play. So LeBron inbounds the ball, and Austin Reeves makes a big swoop past LeBron, and it's a very dangerous pass that LeBron pulls off beautifully. He, he made a really dangerous, great pass to Austin with, with a small, tight window that Booker could have gotten his hand on the basketball, but he pulls off the pass with a pinpoint perfect pass to Austin, who then catches the ball. Austin's got a pretty high basketball IQ himself, and what does he do, Keyshawn? He catches the ball, and he cold stops right in front of Booker, right? Yeah, because to get fouled. he wants Booker to run over him yeah. and foul him. Yes. And Book tries to hold up, but hits him fairly significantly. That's correct. He bangs into him. If I'm a referee standing there, I'm calling the foul immediately right there, and we're not having this conversation. That, that may be the I case. thought yeah. Booker hit him hard enough to get the foul call right there. Yeah. And let's go to the other end, and let's end the basketball yes. game. Go ahead, Richard. Yeah, I mean, so so it's controversial either way. They didn't call the foul call. But to my point, I, I still don't know if, if Phoenix even recovers the basketball. I don't know if Grayson okay. Allen All gets right. it before it hits the line. So okay. what are we All arguing right. about? Okay, that's a whole but other wait, here, but, okay. but I'm going to attack you. you now, Skip. Okay. I'm going to attack you All right, because go. you think you slick. <laughs> yeah. And I heard I what you so said I'm not slick, by I'm sliding smart. the LeBron is afraid of free throws he in there. He just doesn't want to do it because he's so a here's what I'm gonna say to you. game free throw. I don't know. I don't Why know. not? Why not inbound the ball to I don't sure. know any other way to position this word-wise. Maybe mm-hmm. you can help me. I don't know any other way. But you know basketball well enough to know. LeBron James is the best passer on the damn team. He's the best when passer the best, in the damn league. When you're the best in passer, the league, I give you when you're that. the best passer with the highest right. IQ, you yes. inbound the basketball. That is what all NBA okay. teams do. If you're Kevin Bleepin' Durant, I can tell you what you do. You say, pass it inbounds to me well, because well, I want to shoot That's, that's not true. Yeah, that's not true. It's not so the skip. best guy who can pass. Is the one that's going to inbound the ball. Yeah, but you want your best free throw so, so, shooter to catch. Yes. Pass. What's wrong right. with that? And that's their best free throw shooter he's on the, the court best. right there. Yeah. We acknowledge he's, he's the you. best free your throw best shooter. Friend. Thank you. What are you right. talking about? We're, we're good. We're good. But, okay, so but, you want us but, to admit yeah, that he's a skip, better free throw shooter than LeBron James? Skip, skip. But to, to this point, I mean, that, that that's that's not a point to be made right now. I mean, exactly. you, can, you can say that because – 
How is that a point to be made? I mean, because. sure, sure. There, there's a, you put the ball in a better free throw shooter's hands. That's the point of any point. If somebody's shooting a technical, you don't just let LeBron go up there. You let no. whoever the Both highest percentage guy. No, I don't Both. want LeBron shooting the technical. No, I Both do not. Both of you guys commit blasphemy on this show on a daily basis, How? trying to make the How? case that LeBron James is better than Michael Jeffrey Jordan. In that instance, is Michael Jordan a hundred percent three throw shooter or something? I mean, what am I in missing? that circumstance, yes. There is nobody no, in the Kerr history would be of basketball. Free throw. I would rather Steve have Kerr shooting those shooting free throw. throws than Michael Steve. Jordan. Thank you. Somebody else record. has better shooting you guys say free throw it. percentage. You guys bring it up. I'm closing the argument right here, right now. Skip, Jordan skip. You says, can't give close me the, the damn ball. What didn't, was your line, Keyshawn? Just give me season, the damn ball. Just give me the damn ball. I'm going to go shoot the free throw. Didn't this season. Thank you. LeBron win a game off a free throw? Didn't he win it this season? Didn't he clutch yeah. free throw? They won by well, one. First Didn't LeBron do that this season? Richard, he has I'm been just saying, horrendous Skip, I mean, at the late game free throw line throughout his did career. He did he win a game this season? Making a free throw. Why are you so fixated okay. on the fact that he misses free throws? I'm just making the point. You, but, but, you guys but your point is this proven when he has won the game on a free throw this season. Skip, this season he's done it. He did win one. He did. I give you that. First and he's foremost. only played for like 45 years so far, right? For, for I don't care if he 55 years that he's played. At some point, you're going to make one. If you get enough opportunities, you will finally, it'll finally you go are in. so unbelievable. <laughs> First and foremost, so I've never said okay. LeBron is better than Michael Jordan. You have and I, to. I have not. Oh, Lord. Have I am mercy. never going. What I have always said on the record on many shows that I've been on, I embrace Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Michael Jeffrey Jordan and LeBron James, however you want to call it, one, two, three, three, two, one. But I ain't starting a conversation in the NBA without talking about the cap. I've always said that. All right, Period. Fine. Every single morning you sit across from me while Wayne's good morning. Because I'm Wayne. needling you. Oh, I'm needling you, say, you. No, you don't want any part of that, Jordan. Yeah, because you debate. wrote the lyrics to it. I, I know didn't what you did. write the lyrics. Oh, yeah, you wrote okay. The lyrics. I know I you. Not are you now kidding skips me? A rider? Wayne, are you watching this? Wayne, would you please call in? Wayne, you wrote that lyric. I trust that you wrote that particular line. Did I write any of your lyrics? You are talking about black. This is the ultimate. You said that blasphemy. You're suggesting I wrote Lil Wayne's that that one line you wrote. The greatest lyricist in the history. You wrote it because you wanted it in to be slick. Lord have mercy, Wayne. Forgive us all. We are all going to get struck Forgive by us. lightning. I'm Richard, not, I don't know right. if you're up in Seattle, I think. Wherever you are, be careful because lightning is going to strike I'm, through your roof right and, now. And on top of what I'm, you're saying about LeBron James yeah, and yeah. his late free throw issues, yeah. he played 40 minutes, man. He did. He, he all but eight that? minutes of a game. You love that? Yeah, because this was a game that we needed to win. Okay, this what, is the what is all that matters to the Los Angeles Lakers? The it's a championship. Tournament? Winning. No, winning. The winning games. Tournament? Winning. winning. Cup? Winning games, now? Winning. winning games to compile winning. those W's uh, so we get the right seeding okay. to make a run in a championship. Okay. That uh, matters. So, so LeBron, LeBron cares about the end season tournament. He said it multiple no, he times. He said cares. he cares about he it yeah. for the for the for the guys on the end of the bench that wants to want this money. And you could see those guys celebrating with him. Skip, he scored 15 in the first 19 and assisted on the other two baskets in the fourth quarter. Okay. Like, I, I mean. And yet, Richard, to your point, I, I appreciate you opening up that discussion because he was sensational for the first 10 minutes of the fourth quarter because he did score 15. But a, after the 221 mark, 
He took one more shot. He drove on, uh, shot a little sort of up and under layup, and he Got left fouled. it. On the, no, he didn't get fouled. He just left it on the edge of the, the rim. But the point was, that was the only shot he took in the last 221. Austin Reeves, LeBron kept deferring to Austin like, you close it, you close it, because I, I first guessed this before the season started. Austin Reeves is the new closer for these Lakers. However far they go in close late games, it's going to be Austin closing because LeBron has validated him. LeBron has ordained you be the closer now. You can just see possession after possession. LeBron was saying, no, you go, you go. Austin missed his first two jump shots in the last two minutes and 21 seconds. But when it was time, when it was Push comes to shove. What did he do with 15 seconds left? He said, I got you this. You do realize he with those 15. He stepped into that three with all of his legs, and he made it. it, it and you do realize with 15 seconds mm-hmm. ago, he had a clear look at the basket. No, he had to create it. It was a well, step back. It, it, I mean, he, he had a clear look. Yeah. Nobody was within 10 feet of him. You pull that trigger when you have that confidence. Yeah. He has the green light to do that. He has the green and light. And so he knocked okay. it down. But I love that blueprint of let LeBron shoulder the load all the way to the two-minute mark, then let Austin take it home. That's well, the way for, it is. first of that's all, the blueprint Austin wouldn't have had to take it home if Anthony Davis. Well, that's a whole nother issue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The okay. Lakers should have won by 15 if you really want to break it down. Okay, good point. Okay. Because AD scored 20 with six rebounds in the first half, and he scored seven with half. nine two, rebounds two in the was second two half. Two of ten in the second he half. And he he was, missed like three straight chippies at the rim. Well, he was one of six in the fourth quarter. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So he was really good in the first half and really disappearing, as in always disappearing in the second half. Yeah, so yeah. we one, wouldn't one have thing, needed Austin to hit a shot. Yeah. One thing I liked about the end season tournament and the way they're calling it is they're calling it like the playoffs. They're not calling it like a regular season game in terms of the refs calling fouls and and ticky tack fouls and not letting them play the game. It looked like a playoff atmosphere. Players eventually stopped complaining because they were like, okay, so this is how they're calling it today. They're letting them play. And it was cool to see because you get tired of the complaining, the flopping, the, 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 oh my God, ah, oh man, give me the call. And they're not running back down on defense. You saw the effort on the defensive end from the Los Angeles Lakers. entire game you saw the effort from lebron james anthony davis you did uh, offensively defensively it was i enjoyed that part cam reddish on devin booker was a fun matchup to watch the whole night Uh, i i enjoyed the energy because it looked like players actually cared and they played hard and not it wasn't just a regular season game i did enjoy that part i would agree so speaking of energy and effort Keyshawn, you got to give your man ad this much he crashed the boards yeah. all night because he, he led did. all rebounders with 15. But more important, he had nine offensive rebounds. Yeah, he had offensive rebounds, but he needed to put some of those back in the bucket. Okay, I got it. But in the fourth quarter alone, he had five offensive rebounds. L- look at your shot. Give the stat. I- I'll just yeah, read it to you. Okay, L- look at what happened last night. This is a discrepancy you rarely see. The Phoenix Suns, look, look at your total shots attempted by the Phoenix Suns. They took 75 shots. Mm-hmm. Look how many the Lakers took. 102. 102. So, so that's Jeez. 27 more shots attempted by the home team. Yeah, we shot the ball poorly, though. We only okay. shot 37%. Shot terrible. Yeah. How many games are you going to win shooting 37%? Not many. Not it's going to be rare. No, not many. Unless you get 27 more shots. Why did you get that? Because the offensive rebounds are 21 for your team to eight for theirs. The turnovers are 20 for the Suns to only nine for your home team. He should be able to get offensive boards. He's the biggest, most athletic dude underneath the rim. 
Nurkic isn't athletic. No, he's not. And so you should be able to do that. But when you up there, there's chippies to be okay. made. That is correct. We threw him a lob with about six minutes ago. He missed that. Okay. Okay, then we came back. 13 seconds later, he missed that. Okay. I mean, like, at some point, I'm not down on him. We won the game. But he's – look, if Austin Reeves wasn't there at that moment in time, we'd probably lose the game. Because Mom, that guy – Thank you. Didn't, Agreed. That guy yeah. did not carry the load – so Austin Reeves had to step up okay, but as I, our number two guy I, late in the game. I am with you, but you can't fault his effort. At least he was trying. He didn't go in the tank right. in the second half and just drift out to a understand. I understand what you're saying, you Skip. That. Yeah. But we win the game by 15 if he just make those easy okay, they, you, are, cup. you are exactly That's all right. I'm saying. All right, just last quick thought because we're going to address this full on in a few minutes here. But just a quick thought. You go first, Keyshawn. Will the Lakers win this all, win the whole tournament? Yeah, so they got uh, more games. New they, Orleans. They got New Orleans and then the winner of the Bucks. And, and then the probably Milwaukee. Yep, maybe Milwaukee. Uh, uh, if LeBron plays the way he played, AD plays the second half the way he played the first half, or at least <laughs> half of that, yeah. and Austin Reeves does his job, then I'll say the Lakers win. Okay. Yeah, that combination has to happen, okay. though. All right, fair enough. Yeah, I, I would say the same thing. It just it, it, the the Anthony Davis factor is the one. I think LeBron has been consistent. I think everybody else has been fairly consistent. I think it's going to depend on how Anthony Davis plays. If he goes and, and and folds up, then we lose it. We lose the tournament. If he performs like he did in throughout the tournament, then I think we win. Okay, I got the Lakers. Because I think LeBron is taking this far more seriously than Giannis is taking it, and it's going to come down to those two. All right, we got to talk Cowboys. We got to talk Eagles. We got to talk Jerry Jones shrugging off losing Shaq Leonard to the Eagles. I, I love it, but these two probably don't. Here we go. No Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Jerry Jones said yesterday on his radio show in Dallas that he never even talked money with Shaq Leonard or his reps. Jerry said that Shaq Leonard, quote, apparently wanted to go where he thought he had the best chance, unquote. I believe Jerry meant best chance to play, not just to win. <laughs> Jerry concluded, it never was an issue with us regarding our confidence that we've got in our linebackers. So it sounds like Jerry was saying pretty much what I said yesterday on the show. But Richard, your reaction, please, to what Jerry said. Sounds good. I mean, I guess. Skip, you don't bring a man in, interview him, physicals, uh, take him around the facility, do all that if you're not interested. Skip, you just don't bring him in at all. So it sounds good. I hear you, Jerry. When you don't get picked, it stings a little bit. You say whatever. We didn't really want him anyway. We was good with what we got. 
we we got we got great linebackers and, and we was gonna play the guys we got whether we got them or not. No, you weren't. You weren't gonna you, you were gonna play Shaq Leonard if you got it. That's why you brought him in. You didn't bring him in just to say, hey, we we liked your game and, and cheer you on. But Jerry's gonna say whatever he needs to do because just like in free agency, or, or just like the trade deadline, when he doesn't hit on anything and nobody calls his phone, he says, we didn't need anybody anyway. We, we didn't need anybody. We wasn't looking. We, we only answering the phone if we get good deals. No, you're not. You, that's why you're not going to the Super Bowl. That's why the Eagles go to Super Bowls. That's why other teams go to Super Bowls, because they see weaknesses and they address them in season if it's possible. When you don't and you just say, well, I, I wasn't trying to do nothing anyway, when you clearly were trying to bring him in to be a starting linebacker for you, you know, I don't know, unfortunately for you, Skip, mm -hmm. in this situation, you have two NFL, ex-NFL players that have gone through the recruiting process in free agency. I visited multiple teams before, and Sherm has as well, has. to make decisions on what you want to do. Sure. And we made a decision on what team we wanted to go to based on our opportunity and our chances of what we thought. Sherm made a decision to go to the San Francisco 49ers because he thought not only could he play and help them as a veteran player, but he also had an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. Sure. I made a decision based on going to Carolina when I left Dallas instead of Seattle or instead of some of these other teams because I felt the year before with Steve Smith out there as a Lone Ranger that I could be a, a Robin to his Batman. So I made the decision to go to Carolina because they played Seattle in the NFC Championship game. Okay. And they clamped him down, and he needed some help. It wasn't based on, oh, well, you know, I, no, it was based on winning and an opportunity and chance to win, right, to get back to where they were. I thought that. Right. So when you look at Shaq Leonard making this decision, mm. you astutely said that Jerry said he thought he had the best chance because he could play. Mm -hmm. That's a damn lie, Skip. Mm. How do you he, know? Skip, we, we don't need to hear it. We can see it with our own eyes. Really? As I said to you the other day, huh. what's the weakest part of your defense? It's the middle. Huh. Right down the middle. Okay. Right down the middle. That linebacking core is not your strength. Huh. Okay? And that's the reason they courted him. You don't, as Richard said, you don't go take physicals. You don't sit and eat lunch, and you don't talk about the what it, You don't do that unless you are interested mm. in signing a guy. Mm. Now, whether or not you talk money doesn't mean the contract wasn't offered. It just means we didn't negotiate. Mm. Doesn't mean that we didn't say we got a one-year deal for you. Mm. We just didn't negotiate. And in the end, as I told you two weeks ago, when all of this happened in Shaq Leonard, was visiting the Cowboys, I said to you, and we can find the tape. I said, he's going to the Eagles. Mm. Oh, you don't know that. But no, he's going to the Eagles. Mm. I tried to tell you okay. because he felt that the Eagles are the better team. Whether it's right or wrong or whether you believe it or not, mm. he felt that the Eagles are the better team mm. to get to where he wants to go, which is the Super Bowl. Mm. That's just the right. reality of it. Okay, well, I can just as easily call what you just said a damn lie because I, I'm not buying it. And no, I didn't get wooed and recruited and wined and dined as a free agent like you guys did. Well, you did in the in the this business. I have been. Uh, that, in this that, is yeah. <laughs> in this, that is a fact. That is a fact. Numerous times. But 
<laughs> I did get to learn the game that you played from Don Shula. He was, he was pretty good. Yeah, he? oh yeah. yeah. Tom Landry, was he pretty, pretty good? good? I spent hours with Tom, uh -huh. hours and hours. Jimmy Johnson, he, he's right up there at the top for me. And the late, great Bill Walsh. I was very close with Bill Walsh. He asked me twice to come and speak to his Stanford Business School class. And we spent a lot of time together talking football. So I, I have some idea mm -hmm. of what I'm about to say. All I know is Indianapolis, a pretty good team with a, a real shot at being a playoff team because they've now won four straight games. Would you believe that on November 26th, they opted to deactivate Shaq Leonard because they just said he ain't what he used to be. Coming off two big back surgeries of a year ago, he could not get back to being the three-time All-Pro that he used to be. And they made it clear to him, we might just leave you deactivated for the rest of the year. And to his credit, because he's a proud, strong man, he said, I cannot stomach this. And he went to the media with his grievances and because of that, making those waves, they finally just said, Shaq, we love you, man. And we're going to, as you leave, we're going to honor you at the highest level, which from the owner on down, they did. But they flat out cut him in the middle of the season because they thought they could be a little better without him. And they have one in his wake four straight games. So now he's got this choice. Well, he wants to play football, obviously. And Jerry is telling him, you can be in our rotation of linebackers, but we're not sure you're going to be a starting linebacker for us. And by the way, we can pay you the veterans minimum for the rest of the year, but that's all we got right now because we're really strapped against the cap. You've heard that speech from Jerry yourself, I'm sure, several mm -hmm. times. Yes. Okay, so the point is, that he goes to Philadelphia, where he has a deep, long-standing relationship with Nick Sirianni, who was the offensive coordinator, obviously, for the Colts, as Shaq was becoming Shaq. He three, was in three Darius years. Leonard. Yeah, three, for those three, three big years that he had, when he dominated, you could argue he was the best player at his position for those three years. Yes. And, and you won't get any argument back from me. And Sirianni, even the other day, when he was visiting Philadelphia, raved about Shaq Leonard's ability to cover the passing lanes, and he compared it, I thought it was a great analogy, to Jim Beheim's 2-3 matchup zone defense at Syracuse back in the day where everybody's so long and, and anticipates so well in the passing lanes, it's just hard to get the ball inside against the matchup zone. And he's saying that Shaq Leonard back in the day was a one-man matchup zone in the middle of the football field. Okay, I love that, and I got it, and it's – it's thoughts like that. It's quotes like that from Nick Sirianni, who's a good guy. I think he's fun to play for. I, it, it feel, I, I think you guys kind of like him, right? Well, I love okay. him. I yeah, think okay. he's yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. So, a good coach. Okay, so there you go. Is Mike McCarthy charismatic figure? Do you want to play for Mike? I don't, I don't know that anybody really Dan wants Quinn to play is. for Mike. Dan Quinn is. I agree. You got me on that, but not the head coach. So the point is, it, it, Keyshawn, you keep saying we're weak up the middle. Okay, so – just Are you not, Skip? Okay, listen. You think that's the strength of your defense? Okay, would you believe that Odigi Zua, my, my inside, my defensive tackle, would you believe that Pro Football Focus now grades him the fifth best defensive tackle in all of football? It's, it's uh, uh, Dexter Lawrence and uh, Quinnen Williams and Aaron Donald and uh, Jalen Carter. Individual okay. matchup. Individual Odigi match Zua is ranked Fifth on that list. Let's skip. And, and let me do one more yeah. for you. Okay. Even more to the point. And I, I hate to even bring this kid's name up because I don't want to put the hex on him. I, I don't want to put too much on his shoulder pads. 
Little number 14 for the Dallas Cowboys is playing his ass off. If you don't mind me saying that, he is playing his ass off. Every time I look up 14s in the middle of another play, would you believe that pro football focus already grades him the 13th best linebacker in the league out of 91 eligible for that right now? He is undrafted out of Florida A&M, as you know, HBCU uh, school. HBCU. Yep. And, and he, he is... He started out at he was Ohio State wanted him. Then he went to Maryland. He got expelled at Maryland. He bounced around. Went to Coffeyville Junior College in Kansas. Then he wound up at Florida A and M, undrafted, and he only got to play because of the guy Richard never loved my my other linebacker in the middle, as I call him the Wolf Hunter, Leighton Vander Esch, gone for the season. And all of a sudden, they had to L- Marquise Bell is a safety. He he's. I don't know what he weighs, 215 maybe, maybe 220. And they had to move him up a rank into the linebacker core, and he is playing at a supremely high level. Damone Clark, I don't love him, but he's been pretty solid. I don't think they want to mess up their rotation of those guys. Would Shaq Leonard Skip. have been able to play some? No, sure. I'm going to let him go, Richard. Okay. I'm going to no, let him keep no, going. Because, Skip. I mean, okay, uh, Indy I mean, cut him. Indy cut him. Okay, so here, here's, they what, cut him. So here's what I'm going to say, man. Yeah. A lot of players in the league get cut or not re-signed. Mm-hmm. I'm on a show with a guy who has a, a, a future toward the Hall of Fame in Richard Sherman. Uh, no, not a, he, he's, a future toward the Hall of Fame. Uh, I mean, he's in. Okay. He's, he's going to be it, in the Hall it, of Fame. And so, I appreciate it. Yeah. He wasn't brought back to Seattle because they said, hey, he goes on to San Francisco, and you now can give me your statistical numbers and your accomplishments in your achievements with San Francisco, Richard, because I don't have them off the top of my head. Yeah, I was an all-pro. We went to the Super Bowl, pro bowler, you know, all the good stuff. Okay, so okay, but was Richard coming off two back surgeries? Richard was coming off an Achilles. Okay, Uh, but two back surgeries? But he was coming off an Achilles. It's still a a significant injury for what he has to do. Okay. So my whole point to this, though, Skip, is teams let guys go all the time. They let him go all the time. It doesn't mean... They don't mean let Shaq Leonard's go all the time. All day long. All day long? All day long. Like, did you see what with, Jerry said yesterday? He said, it is so all, rare you see a player of this with this kind of legacy long, on the market. All day long, they part ways with guys that they feel doesn't have the juice anymore. When you have guys that are playing in front of them that's younger, like a Zaire Franklin that's playing lights out, tackling, you don't want to get in the way of that. You say, you know what? You are not getting the same amount of snaps. So the best thing for us to do is allow you to go find those snaps and get a better team that we think you deserve. And that's okay. That's okay. You said the same thing about Chase Young. Watch to let him go. They just let him go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Richard, get him. Because I'm tired of getting him. I would say, look, I would say a lot of this time, a lot of things happen like this, Skip, and it works out for these teams. Yes. So Tennessee was done with Kevin Byard. I think think Philadelphia is happy happy to have him. I think Chase Young, I mean, Washington was done with him. We don't want him anymore. Here's, you can have him for a third third round pick. Their defense has been lights out since he came in the fold. 
Skip, he's improved everybody around him because he takes on double teams. So Javon Hargraves gets sacks. Eric Armstead gets sacks. Javon Kinlaw had two sacks last week against the Philadelphia Eagles. Nicholas John Bosa's. Richard, San Francisco was already lights out before Chase Young got there. They were were playing. They 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 weren't playing lights out defensively. They They were were having a rough stretch of games. Remember they had had to bring the the D.C. Remember they had to bring the D.C. to the sideline. Okay. All right. And, but, and so, okay, Chase but, Young changed that. And maybe okay. Leonard will change that for Philadelphia. Well, maybe he will. I, I, man, I, I So let me so. ask you this, Skip. Well, wait a second. Philadelphia is ranked 24th in points allowed. Philadelphia has a screaming, glaring need at linebacker because they have lost Zach Cunningham and they have lost Nicobe Dean. And I don't know if they're going one or the other could have a chance to play Sunday. But would it shock me if Shaq Leonard's in the starting lineup for Philly on Sunday? They they need him. If he were in Dallas on Sunday, there's no way he's in the starting lineup. He's just not going to. They, That's not their, true. Their defense. So let me ask has you this, too much kid. momentum and, so, and chemistry. So. Why would the Cowboys entertain the possibility of bringing him in if they don't need him and don't want him? Well, why wouldn't you kick the tires on a guy with this kind of legacy because you're America's a, team and you know that a so lot of guys just buying legacies. to Dallas to play for so the you Cowboys? So you just want to buy a legacy is what you're saying? If he had sat down with Mr. Jones over lunch, they had lunch together, and he had said, Mr. Jones, it's been my lifelong dream to play for the Dallas Cowboys. I could see Jerry's mind so doing this like... Yeah, well, if, so that's if you all pay that's for not, nothing. That's not what happened. If, if you want to pay happened. for us, but no, Jerry didn't hear that from him. And Jerry said, "It's great to meet you. We wish you well." And and he said, "No, nothing no, but great Skip, that's not about. that's not how that's not how yeah. that happened. It, 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 they, that's why they were the first." Skip, he they weren't the they, as soon as he got cut, they were on the line. In order for you to get the uh, uh, get get in their building that basket, soon as they cut you, hey, hey, is he available? Hey, does he want to come to Dallas? Please. Um, get on the flight. We'll, we'll book the flight right now. Come on. Come on. We're bringing him in. So it wasn't, don't try to downplay it now, Skip. Okay, but He we, went to Philly second. Why didn't Jerry try to not let him, as they say, out of the building without signing Because Ger- Ger- Jerry does not have the power you think Jerry has, and that's what you're finding out. What? All the money in the world, all the power in the world cannot buy you a Super Bowl, oh, and well, you're not going to be able mean, to buy a Super Bowl. Within his own organization, well, he's got the purse strings in both hands, right? Well, first but, of all. But, but he, you can't control the player. Yeah. First of all, he needs to clear waivers, okay? So once they clear waivers, he goes to visit Dallas. Nick Sirianni, yes, they have a, re- a relationship. The relationship obviously helped him make a decision to go to Philadelphia, but Nick is on the offensive side of the ball, not the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, but you just, you, okay? he's the it, head coach. Does it, but, does it, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, he he's in the offensive tone. side, not the defensive side. Now when you look at it, Shaq Leonard could have very easily Decided to say, you know what, Nick, I want to go to Dallas because I want to play for the Dallas Cowboys. I want to play for the Cowboys. I, they need me in the worst way. I want to play for them. They need me in the worst way. I'm going to get my money. I'm going to do all this. And I'm going to win a Super Bowl with them. He didn't do that. Mm-mm. He decided to say, I'm going to win a Super Bowl in Philadelphia because I have something to add to a unit that I could come in as a veteran, mm. understand what they're trying to do, mm. and be a part of that opposed to a Dallas team, if I did all of those things, I still don't believe I have a chance to go to the Super Bowl because they yet to beat the 49ers. Mm-hmm. All of these things go through your mind as a player, Skip. Mm-hmm. It really, truly does. Okay, so you watch the 49ers annihilate the Eagles at Philadelphia yeah. on Sunday, and you said, yeah. 
oh, I want to be an Eagle because we're going to the Super Bowl. Baby. Yeah, a better, a better chance yeah. of going to the you Super know, Bowl as an Eagle than a Cowboy. I know it hurts. Right. Skip, it stings. Right. Because but that's the reality. Because he also, <laughs> he watched the tape and watched the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Dallas Cowboys. He watched the same San Francisco team beat yeah. Dallas even worse than they did Philly. So it's not like he watched that tape and was like, Oh, yeah, this team, this team got it together. No, he saw a team that's better than both. And so when he watches this Eagles defense, he sees an opportunity where he can say, hmm, if they did this a little different, if they did this a little different, I think I can inject myself here and make a difference and improve this defense. And that's what he did. <laughs> but as Jerry said, he likes his linebackers. He, yeah. you know, he feels good about yeah. them. Yeah. If I like my receivers or my DBs mm-hmm. or my running backs or my yep. left tackles, I wouldn't be bringing in that same position. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. You, you, because what happens is you know and I know that you will wreck the confidence of that unit by going outside to bring in help, even flirting with help, Skip. Your feelings right, would right. get hurt. It's why Dan Quinn sat down with Shaq Leonard as he visited and said, let me give you a plan for how we will use you in our rotation. You're Whether it's a rotation or not, no. it doesn't matter. The Philly flirt- said, we need you now to start for us. Whether and play you're every in a snap. rotation or not, yeah. the whole point about this conversation that we're having is you fail to realize, nor do you want to admit, that the middle of the field for the Dallas Cowboys not, is not, not strong. That. Wow. Okay, that's why they flirted. With the linebacker. And what you have now done by not signing Shaq Leonard, you have teed off that core group mm. of linebackers to make them feel a certain way. You just have. Now, whether it's good or bad, we'll find out on Sunday. Mm. I failed to mention also that speaking of the middle of the field, I have a strong safety named Malik Hooker who played at The Ohio State. He's now graded the 14th best safety in the league out of 95 safeties being graded. He plays the middle of the field. He plays like a linebacker half the time. I'm doing just fine. I got the fourth-ranked defense when it comes to points allowed. Philly is 24th. And you guys are both picking the 24th worst defense to beat Dallas on Sunday the, in Dallas second, where they've won 14 time. in a row. For a second time. In for a second game. time. No, <laughs> I'm picking a team that already no. beat them. Yeah. Beat you. This, this <laughs> to is beat you a, again. This is at a place that my team has won 14 straight games and hung 40 went, on the Eagles less than a year ago. I just went to the – Less than I a year ago. The, I, I went to the game in Jerry's World where they gave up 35 yeah. – and Skip, it didn't. It's not. It's not a home field advantage y'all got there, Skip. Really? I'll let you know that it's a beautiful stadium. It's a. It's a. It, the turf is very bouncy. It's nice. It's a great place for teams yeah. to play. That's a, That's why Seattle scored yeah. thirty five. You guys better hope that Shaq Leonard turns back into Shaq Leonard this coming Sunday night in Dallas. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, you, I'm. I'm really not worried about it. I understand. I understand what happened in Indy with him and how. They got other players that are playing, and he's an older guy, and he has some injuries, and they don't want to put that pressure on those younger guys. Up. I get it. Mm. I understand it. Mm. I think he's still got plenty of gas left in the tank. Okay. You and I think Jerry knew that, too. So. That's why they courted him. I don't think Jerry knew that at him. all. Okay, we got to get back to the Lakers. Man, I, I think the Lakers are about to win it all, at least this inaugural in-season tournament. We'll talk about that next. No mercy. No mercy. 
Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. Okay, enough of us. Now it's your turn. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go. First tweet from Victor who says, Skip Bayless, the biggest Lakers hater. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> well, Victor, I, I picked him big picture and little picture to win the whole thing this year as in in June. I'm picking him to win this. He's just a LeBron hater. Okay, well, I'll give you that. I'm, I'm a truth teller about <laughs> LeBron for sure. Next tweet. Hey, Cowboys fans, what will the Eagles say to them boys? Slap. Keyshawn Jeez. and. That was very aggressive. So. I'd say that was very aggressive. You guys hope that's going to happen Sunday night at Jerry World. I ain't got to slap him. Just be. And finally, so I guess Skip, <laughs> I guess Skip is the new ghostwriter of hip hop. Kijan has officially lost his damn mind. No, 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 yeah. no ghostwriter. Just that one little line. Just that, that one line. little LeBron no. versus MJ no. debate. No, I don't, somehow, I don't care. That no somehow you, you, <laughs> even if you didn't write it, you sat there no. when Wayne was writing. No, and he probably had something else. You said, hey. Why don't you just do it like yeah. this? It'll sound. Oh, yeah. That's uh -huh. a damn lie. That's like, you say, that's like say, yeah, it sounds, it's a damn that's lie. That's it. That's it, Skip. <laughs> that part. All right. That part. Let's get back to you guys, Lakers, because now we have our first Final Four all set in the NBA's inaugural in season tournament. We got Bucks versus Pacers in the first game this Thursday evening in Las Vegas. That's 5 Eastern. Then Lakers Pelicans at 9 Eastern. Bucks are four point favorites in that game. Lakers are two point favorites in their game. But the Bucks are the favorites to win this whole little tournament here, even though it has been widely reported that LeBron is extremely motivated to win the first ever cup. So, Keyshawn. Lifelong Lakers fan that you are, do the Lakers win this tournament? Well, I, I think they they will if certain things happen. If if LeBron James continues to play the way he's playing, and then Anthony Davis, and, and and I hate to, it just feels like you piling on him, but really I'm not. If he can play half as good the second half as he as he did the first half last night against the Suns, yeah, then they have an opportunity, a chance that Austin Reeves continue 
to show yeah. coming off the bench that he could be a major contributor, then they'll have an opportunity and a chance. If you just look at LeBron's stat line, he had 31, 11, and 8, and 5 steals. He was the first Laker since Magic did it in 87 with 35, 5, and in, 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 in back in 87. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, yeah. right? Yes. Anthony Davis at the cup. He had chippies. He was missing them. He did. Yes, he, he was uh, uh, prolific on the offensive end as far as rebounds he go. Was. yep. But th- if you're thinking that Milwaukee is going to be the, the team that you see, you got to do that against Giannis and Lopez and company. Like, you're going to have to be a big, not just play the three and the four. You're going to have to get down and be a, a real five in this situation. And so can he do it? I think he knows the importance, how important this is to LeBron. So hopefully he gets that message and he takes the next step. If they do it, then yeah. And by the way, I don't think you're piling on AD. He, I just, he, he I, I feel, for it, I, I, know, I feel like I am because yeah. no. it, the conversation, even when I'm done having a conversation and throw it to Richard, Richard is going to say what he needs to say. Then all of a sudden he going to hit AD. So that's why I'm like, it feels I'm piling on, but he's got to play better. He's just got to play better. He just got to because he has the potential to. If if he didn't have it in him, if he wasn't that kind of player, we wouldn't put that kind of expectation on him. But he shows it. At times, he shows dominance where you sit there and give him his flowers and give him all the credit in the world like he did in the first half against Phoenix. You're like, hey, that's the AD right there. You double that. Hey, we, we got somebody. We got an MVP. And everybody has said it from Kevin Garnett. To, to, to all these talking heads, they're like, Anthony Davis should be the MVP of the league at some point. But then he goes through stretches where you're like, wait a minute. What happened? Where did you go? Did the Monstars take your talent? I don't get it. And that's where it's perplexing, and that's why we can't guarantee the Lakers are going to win this tournament because we don't know if he's going to give us that kind of performance somewhere in between. If he doesn't and he continues to play at a high level, there's nothing stopping the Lakers from winning this thing. Mm. But just like he did in the, the, the fourth quarter, he went two for ten. He got those rebounds for sure, Skip. But two for ten, it's going to make these games really tough against a team. I mean, if, if Milwaukee shoots the ball like they did against the Knicks, yeah. I mean, it's going to be hard for anybody to beat them. You can't go two for ten against no. that, and we got to make some threes. Okay, so to both of your points – Anthony Davis indicted himself in the first half again last night because he gave you 20 and six. He looked like everything that you want him to look like because he's capable. He can be that guy. There are nights when he's a top five player in this league, and there are nights when you you don't want to look at him because you can't even find him. He's AD always disappearing. In the second half, he pretty much disappeared, even though he fought hard on the boards. But to Keyshawn's point, in the fourth quarter, he got five offensive rebounds, which meant he came down with the basketball in the lane and failed to cash it. Okay, it's, it's like here. I, I'm going to steal a line from the, the great uh, Guy, v, uh, yeah, Guy V. Lewis, the, the coach of the uh, Five Slamma Jammy. Do you remember back? Uh-huh. In, yeah. All right. So Houston uh, days. Yeah, the, back in the old great Houston days. W- what would Guy V. always say? Just dunk the damn thing, right? Just dunk the damn thing. Well, to, to 80's point, to your point, just if you have the ball, just, just dunk it, right? Don't, don't kind of fall away and like, oh, this is a hard shot. And I don't know if it's going to go in or not. He, he looked like he was afraid of the rim in the fourth quarter, and he went one for six in the fourth quarter. Well, you're just way better than that. Okay, now let's look at the scope of this. To me, 
this tournament is a microcosm of what happened in the bubble. LeBron was all-time great in the bubble because he realized some of these teams, especially the Clippers, who might have been their their toughest competition because they were up three games to one on Denver. He realized a lot of these teams just can't take being stuck in this bubble for this long. So he, off the court, he led his Lakers to stay sharp, sharp, and sharper. Let's, let's go win this thing because some teams don't want to try to win this thing, and they did. They pulled it off. And LeBron was the leader and the driving force of that team. He's doing it again. I saw a quote from a Lakers official saying, oh, LeBron wants to win the first one. Well, this has been widely reported. Rachel Nichols said it on this show LeBron yesterday. LeBron said it. Yeah, well, he, he is all in on this. And even, As he should be. even Darvin Ham said after the game, it's all about that bag. These players want this money. Well, it's 500 grand for those down-the-bench players who are making a million, right? And the, the Lakers have top-heavy salaries, and then they have some guys down the end of the bench. 500K is it's a lot of Man, it's money. 500K is 500K no I, matter how much that no, money No matter make. how much you no have. No matter where you're yeah. at. Okay, gotcha. So the, the question becomes, who wants this the, the most or the worst, however you want to look at it. And I'm watching the Giannis game last night, and they were dominant. They, they looked powerful at home. But after the game, Giannis was asked about how excited he is about going to Vegas, and let's see what he had to say. Giannis, you are headed to Las Vegas to spend your 29th birthday. How does that sound? Feels good. <laughs> is, are you excited at all, or just a couple of words there? Um, you know, I'm away from my family. You know, I got I to gotta select team. We got to go there. We have two games ahead of us. I think we're facing Indiana, and after that, we're going to face another team. So I'm just trying to stay locked in. In the basketball games, we're going to play. Hey, you know, uh, I, feel, I feel joy when I'm around my family, so my family's not going to be there, so it's going to be a weird birthday. Could make it a little better. You said you're going to play roulette. You're going to get at least $100,000, so that'll make it easier. Are we getting money now? We got some money? That's a, new, that's a surprise to you. The rich get richer. There you go. Yeah, you really, you really, you really getting ready to fall for that, huh, Skip? Uh, there you go. You really getting ready to fall for. I, I he didn't know that they was making money. Okay. I, you I, really I, getting ready to fall for that? He was joking about that. He's heard about it, but he's not fixated on it like LeBron's made it the, the theme for the Lakers. Yes, because okay. they got players at the end okay. of the bench that they could use the Correct. money. So Giannis is like. Wait a minute. I have to go to Las Vegas. It's my birthday, and I'm going to be away from my family, and we have to play Indiana? Really? Not into it. But that's his personality, okay. though. Skip, general. Skip, that's his personality. No, that is his personality. No, Absolutely, uh, 100%. Oh, his personality. He gets fired. He, he gets too fired up. He hyperventilates. He gets so fired up. I don't think he's going to be hyperventilating Skip. on Thursday night. You are so downplaying it. Huh? He, he, is, yeah. he is so chill. Okay. That's just who he is. I, I think Indiana will knock them off. I do. And again, they're four-point favorites, but Indiana is playing this like it's March Madness. Indiana the other night, and it's not, this game is not going to be in Indianapolis, obviously, but its crowd was a college-type basketball crowd. It was so into this. The players were so into it. If you watch their post-game interviews... Tyrese Halliburton is on fire for this because they haven't done anything like this. This is their chance as a coming-of-age team. I like this team a lot. It, it, is, it is a very talented basketball team that can really score the basketball fast. They play fast, 
and they shoot it, and Halliburton made five threes the other night, they are going to go in here so, on fire. So I think they will want this game at a higher level than the Bucs right want. So, so, Skip, uh, uh, Richard, as he does all the time, I just sit and listen to Skip talk, and he always says something real slick and fast and quick, mm. you know, real, real tricky. Smart. Yeah. You made the, you made the statement that LeBron James wanted <laughs> to win in the bubble so bad and nobody else wanted to. Not they a, just not, wanted to get out of there. But LeBron knew it was lot, an opportunity a teams, and a chance. The Clippers wanted out. The, nobody wanted to win a championship at all, no matter what. That's that's the way you're selling it. The Clippers never seem to want to win a championship. Well, yeah, that that's a whole nother story. Yeah. So you're telling me that the Denver Nuggets wouldn't have wanted Mr. Michael Malone wouldn't have wanted to win the NBA final and have the uh, trophy sitting in Denver? Mm-hmm. Mr. Kroenke didn't want that sure. in the bubble? Yeah. But, okay. But LeBron made it, it, it like it, the be-all and the end-all. We got what, this. Oh, 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 so, so in the NBA finals, this. you're not supposed to say we got this to be-all, end-all. We're not supposed to do that? Keyshawn, Come on, man. They're stuck it's, a, in the it's, called, it's called competition. It's called playing at the highest level, Skip. Just like never, last what night. I will say, never happened before. Stuck in the bubble. What I'll say, I, I, I'll say, in, in terms of this in-season tournament, I think it's a double, I, I think it's a double push for LeBron because he wants it for, for he wants to be the first, clearly. He he but I think as he in should. getting this money. And getting this money to these young guys, he's going to motivate them in a different way. He's going to put gas in a tank down a stretch, give them belief, give them confidence, give them, a, a, you know, they're going to fight even harder for him during the season. I mean, guys, you got you to gotta think. He don't got to go out here and play like this. And they know that. Did you see when he got hyped up and put his cape on and the guys on the sideline all putting their capes on with him? You know, after he dunked the basketball, it's like one of those things where he's in, injecting faith and belief in these guys we're down the stretch, and he, they're saying, "Hey, we gonna fight for you because we know you gonna fight for us, and you fought to get us this bread." I, I'm just saying, it's just unbelievable. Some. It's just unbelievable that LeBron James plays 40 minutes in a game, may win, they go into Vegas, and now all I'm hearing is how bad he wants it, how bad he knows that nobody else wants it. He really wants to win this. That. Yeah. What, what do you mean? I, about I don't think Giannis wants it nearly as badly as LeBron does. Did you see, it's his birthday and he's away from his family. Yes, I gotta go to Las it, Vegas. But 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 does it mean because his personality is different than LeBron's that mm-hmm. the the guy doesn't want it as bad as LeBron? Okay, so you're he's picking Milwaukee. Not, is he's just not showing that. No, I'm picking the Lakers. Oh, okay. Why would I pick Milwaukee? Well, you gave me all these if ands and buts about it. No, I'm not giving you if ands and buts. What I am doing to you is stopping you from trying to act like. LeBron is so yeah. fixated on winning his yeah. championship, he'll right. do whatever. Okay. And Giannis doesn't care because okay. it's not true. Okay, so I'm not going to slide this in. I'm going to go frontal assault on it. LeBron is loving piling up accolades late in his career because it's all he's got against that ghost up in Chicago that he's trying to catch. Man, I'm about to quit, he'll, man. He'll never catch him <laughs> because like... the guy up in Chicago went 6-0 and in the finals with six MVPs. Skip. Case closed. Skip. Game over. The man is the all-time leading scorer on the uh, top five in the assist list. Yeah. Skip, top five in just about every statistical category the league has to offer. Because he's played minutes, longer than anybody. Points. 
And so yeah, he's going to go. top every list by the time yeah. he's done. Oh, so now you can say what you want. So now longevity. Longevity. So now longevity yeah. factors into this there with you. you. Well, does it? So whenever it I talk about longevity you. with people, I get pushback. But what now people? you say it, I'm supposed to accept it. What people? I don't know what you're talking about. You Ooh. never know what somebody's talking about. <laughs> Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Michael Jordan, LeBron, LeBron, Kareem, Michael, whatever. Is there is no goat? Kobe. There is, there is a no. Goat. There is no goat. Stop it. They're all great. Okay. Enjoy it. Stop uh, trying to always oh. pit LeBron against Michael. Stop. I don't. You guys do. If there is no you guys. Kobe. You wrote the lyric. I didn't write the lyric. The bar, whatever they call it. You, you have lost your damn mind. First off, Keyshawn, you, you got to stop with this. Because this yeah. is Lil Wayne we talk about. I don't Wayne care. Yeah. And if no Lil Wayne was process. sitting next to me, I would tell him, I believe Skip wrote that little bit of line right there because he wants to antagonize the situation. Sorry. He's going to be there Friday. You tell him yeah. that on Friday. You tell him that to his face on Friday. Oh, I'm going to tell him. I'm going to let him know. I think Skip slid that in there. No, no. Somehow. One night, I'm sitting on the edge of my bed getting ready to go to sleep, and I see this song pop up, and I said, he did this? He because really you did always want to debate LeBron yeah. against Michael Jordan. No, everybody else does because no. people make the case LeBron is better than Jordan. It's blasphemy. Can you not enjoy them both? Okay, D Keyshawn, that's not what we do. Let's enjoy all of them. We love everybody. No, I didn't say love everybody. I, said I, I know in both. your heart of hearts you think somebody is the GOAT, and you think Jordan is the GOAT, but you just don't want to admit it on it's Kobe. TV. As I always tell you, yeah. I'm not starting an NBA yeah. all-time conversation yeah. if I'm not mentioning the cap. Period. Okay. All right. But the cap played for, what, four years in Los Angeles before Magic arrived and did next See, but nothing. that's not fair either okay. because Michael Jordan played forever yeah. in Chicago before Scottie Pippen arrived. Yeah. So come on now. But he was scaring the hell out of people. Yeah. Okay. All right, up next, Jerry Jones <laughs> refuses to acknowledge the 49ers are better than the Cowboys. I Good did. For Jerry. I did. We did everything That's Richard right except win. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. So a host on Jerry Jones' radio show in Dallas said yesterday to Jerry that the 49ers are on a, quote-unquote, another level from the Cowboys. Jerry responded, that might be clear to you, not to me. Keyshawn, was yeah. Jerry just saying what Cowboy fans want to hear, or do you think he truly believes he has the team to beat the 49ers in a playoff game? Okay, so uh, this is where I start to give you in the Cowboy Nation, hope and opportunity. But I don't need you taking it to the next level with some <laughs> silliness. He's going to take it to the next level if you give it to him. <laughs> I have no problem with what Jerry said because Jerry really believes that. 
based on the way the Cowboys have been playing against the teams that they've played against. Yeah. As I told you, and Mr. Irvin, the Hall of Famer, playmaker number 88 with three Super Bowl championships, mm-hmm. you passed the quiz. The quiz was Seattle. Mm. You know, you got a nice it grade. It was a test before Seattle, and now it's just a pop quiz. No, it's always been a quiz. Even though Seattle was 6-5, and five, but Seattle offensively was not playing great football, Richard. They just mm-hmm. wasn't. But they came into Jerry's world and put 35 on a defense that you hold at such high regard. Now you look at what Jerry said about people feeling that the 49ers are the king of the hill in the NFC conference. As of right now, that's the case. Because what they've done is they've laid 42 on Dallas, then 42 on Philly. Prior to Philadelphia getting 42 laid on hands on them, Philadelphia was the king of the hill because they passed all the tests, not the quiz. The quiz they took care of. The test was Miami, was Buffalo, was the Cowboys. They passed all those tests. Even though 42 was laid on them against San Francisco, they yet still showed that they could play Mm. by beating those other teams. The 49ers also passed a test after going 0-3 in a stretch going to a hot, red-hot Jacksonville team and unleashing on them, then destroying Seattle that hung 35 on you guys and then beating up on Philadelphia (laughs) by putting 42, same number they put on y'all. So they passed the test. They already had passed quizzes. Mm. You have yet to pass a test. Mm. All quiz. (laughs) You know, you got a little warm-up practice early on with the Giants and the Patriots and all that. You rolling. 40 to nothing, 38 to Yeah, that's fine. Those teams are all under 500. Mm. You now have a huge test. What probably, and you could, you, you, you could tell me if I'm wrong, mm. this is probably the biggest regular season game in Dak Prescott's history at quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. And the reason I say that is because there's a lot at stake here. There's an opportunity to maybe get even in the division. There's an opportunity to get closer to that first round uh, bye. Plus, there's an opportunity to jump out front for an MVP candidacy, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a lot at stake here. Okay, I'll give you that. And what Jerry is saying is we can play with them but everything has to fall in line correctly. And that is the truth. Well, he didn't say that. He doesn't he, he he need to say that. He in his mouth. Uh, he you, doesn't you need, were doing great uh, until then. He doesn't, need, he doesn't need to say you it. You tried to because slip I, that in uh, because you think you're slick. God, now I think I'm slick. I don't need to hear it from him because I know what he's saying. Everything has to be perfect. You, 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 it all has Stars to be perfect. Have to align. They do. Do they not? Do they not? I'm Starting you know Sunday. Something. I'm going to let you know something. If y'all, if y'all sitting here believing this oil, this oil baron, this salesman, y'all have lost your mind. So could you imagine if the Dallas Cowboys were the San Francisco 49ers right now and they had beat the San Francisco 49ers 42 to 10 earlier in the oh, year yeah. and they had beat the Philadelphia Eagles 42 to 19, what Jerry Jones would be saying? Oh, they would, would flex hey, they, they would, would flex every the game. Moon. They would flex every, every Cowboy game, game from here on out. But the reason he cannot say that is because he was at the game where his team got the brakes beat off of him. He was in Philadelphia where his team took the L. 
He was in Arizona where his team got beat by Josh Dobbs and company. So he knows his team is not built like that. He knows there's no world where he can create a scenario outside of his alternate reality where the Dallas Cowboys walk on the field with the San Francisco 49ers and they walk away with the victory unless they beat them in their sleep. They go to their hotel room while all the San Francisco 49ers are in their bed sleep and they beat them in. Because if they let them get out, put their uniforms on, walk on the field, there is no world where the Dallas Cowboys can beat them. So Jerry Jones is like Skip Bayless, delusional. So he says, you may see that, but I don't. Well, maybe you're blind. Maybe in your older age, you're starting to lose your vision a little bit. Maybe you are starting to lose touch with reality. That's fine. It happens to all of us, human beings. But if you're sticking to reality, Jerry, you just watch the tape. And if you say you didn't, you're lying. You just watch the San Francisco 49ers dog walk Philly in Philly. The same Philadelphia team your team lost to. Mm. You just watch your defense. get go, uh, Seattle go up and down the field on your defense. Yeah. Score, score, score. And then you watch that same team play against the 49ers the week before and not score an offensive touchdown. Mm. So it's like, unless you're watching something other than the tape, sure, you're right, Jerry. Mm. Well, Skip, I, I said to you on Thanksgiving, mm. and I tweeted at you, if Dak Prescott plays and the Cowboys play the way they play, they'll have an opportunity mm-hmm. to possibly win a Super Bowl. Yep. But they got to play that way. Mm-hmm. They do. So here's the rest of Jerry's quote yesterday on his radio show. We've got the talent and the way Dak is playing, and we've got the opportunity to win any game we play against either of those teams, meaning San Francisco or Philadelphia. The first opportunity comes this Sunday night at Jerry World. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping the second opportunity comes in the postseason. It probably will be at San Francisco, but we don't know that for sure. Why don't you just take care of Sunday night, man? Okay. I just How said, about you I said the first opportunity comes Sunday night. We will win that game, despite what you two think. Richard and I have two dinners on it. You got one dinner on it. You're going to have a tough Monday coming in here to face me and the playmaker. And then we'll start thinking about down the line because we still have to. We've got all these opportunities that you tweeted about. We, we go to Buffalo and we go to Miami. And we got Detroit coming back at Jerry World. And then we have to end at our arch rival at Commanders. Yeah. Okay. So the point is, it's all right there for us to go take. But Jerry is dead right about what he's saying, that right here, right now, he is watching a football team that is capable of beating San Francisco at San Francisco in a playoff game because the game that they lost 42 to 10 was ages ago. These seasons are endlessly long. What I love the most about the National Football League is that fortunes and fates can swing wildly through the season. Teams change dramatically. You both have been on teams that have struggled I've for stretches. I've never seen a team get blown then, out then and then beat that themselves. team in the playoffs. My I've, team found I've itself after 42 to 10. I told you, we rose from the ashes out in San Francisco, and things started to pop and percolate. And suddenly, a CD Lamb, Richard Sherman, you and I have gone back and forth about this. We talked on and off air. We texted each other about this. What happened to CeeDee Lamb? He got five targets at San Francisco. He caught four of them for a grand total of 42 yards. And then what happened? 
somebody, I guess it was Mike McCarthy, woke up and said, you know what, 88's pretty good. Maybe we should utilize him. Maybe we should feature him. Maybe we should feed the beast that is the current number 88. And what has happened? As he has taken off, this offense has taken off. It is currently the number one offense in all of pro football. It is scoring more points per game than even the Miami Dolphins featuring Tyreek and Tua scoring as we speak. The defense, albeit allowing 35 points to Geno, who played the game of his life after he should not have been on the football field playing against San Francisco the week before because he had a badly bruised triceps and he gutted it out and went out there and played. And then Pete Carroll said ahead of the Dallas game, it is night and day how much healthier he is this week than last week. So I'm not going to give you San Francisco blowing the Skip. doors off Seattle at Let's Seattle skip. with Geno skip. Hurt. Skip, they blew, yes. the, they blew the doors off your team when you watched it. So it you, there's nothing you're going to convince me of. Says, that's, not, that's and, like and they, years and they, ago. And they've improved years since then. And they've improved since like then. They've gotten better. Ago. The San Francisco 49ers have gotten better since then. Hey. Your team has done nothing to show oh. me that they could oh. beat Lord. these teams. Outside, outside of... Outside of 49ers in Philadelphia, the record of your opponents is 35 and 75. Okay, Skip, great. congratulations. You yeah. beat the bottom dwellers of the league, and well, you're confident I, about that. I say congratulations. You cannot and have not beat both of you because you, you are going to have to play in a stadium Skip. on Sunday night in which we've won 14 straight games by an Don't average care. score of 37 to 18. 37 to 18, Skip. that's like 40 to 20. Don't care. Skip, it's, part my, yeah. it's partly, it's partly my fault because I should have I should have I should have known that this was gonna come up the 14. You did. You, you, you know, fed it's, him. it's it's my fault. What's the best team out of those 14 that y'all played against? Because I know you know. Rams are really good. Yeah, so out of the 14, so, so out of the 14 yeah. home wins yeah. on this tear that y'all been on. The Rams are the best team. They're really good. They've That's not good to stop winning the Super Bowl. They're on fire right now. They might be a factor in the NFC before this is now over. You, you, now you get ready Skip. to just try to sell me some no. beachfront property in Arizona. Huh? Please. Them? Please. Oh, yeah. Unless y'all give me some factual, practical, practical evidence mm-hmm. of what, what you're talking about, Skip. I see a lot of bad teams that y'all beat. I see a lot of good teams that y'all have to play. I we see the two good teams that y'all played. Beat. They are y'all, on our schedule. They came and, to our place and they left with their and tails and, between and the their good, legs. And the good team, and, and, the good team, and that's why y'all leave. Annihilate. That's why y'all leave when y'all play good teams. Like y'all, good play, teams y'all leave with your tails between yeah, your good legs. Teams legs. To beat, yeah. Good teams for me to beat at home would be the Ravens. Okay. Kansas City. Okay. How about San the Francisco? Eagles on Sunday night? Will that count? Are yeah, you that discredit. hundred percent. If you skip, skip I'm skip. the one dude on all. I'm through. the one dude on this show mm. that if you take care of business, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it to you. Okay. I'm Good. not gonna be like you and just make stuff up in my mind, even though I see it with my eyes. Make stuff up in my mind. Make, I saw yes, a playoff game did. at San Francisco last year in which we lost 19 And you saw your team lost. Look, you know what that means? That means you took an L. I you don't give a, a damn, Skip, if you, it was 12 or stunk. You lost. He's, Skip, he's playing you, on some you, other you level. I don't know who he is rounder. Have you, you ever seen that lost to a rookie seventh rounder. You lost to a rookie seventh rounder, and yeah. then the year before, they went to Jerry's World and sent you home. Skip. And guess what? I don't care where they play on the moon 
in Venus in a typhoon. Skip, they're going to send you home. I, I mean, said whether to you, you make it that far. I said to you, Skip, you asked me if I ever seen Dak. You asked me if I ever seen Dak Prescott play this way. No, I haven't. No. But I also no. see him playing against guys yeah. in defenses yeah. that you could take advantage of. Huh. Now you pass the quiz. Mm. A test is coming up. Well. What I said to you when we started this conversation, this is probably the biggest game in Dak Prescott's ta- Dallas Cowboy career mm-hmm. because there's a lot riding on it. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you okay? that. Okay? Yeah. If he goes out there and he does what he did against Seattle and – in, in, in New England and the Giants twice and all that, I'm going to be the first to tell you okay. y'all got an opportunity. But if he doesn't, okay. oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'll be here on Monday. I hope you guys are because uh, – I will be. I will be there, yeah. Skip. Uh, because yeah. because guess what? Dak played, Dak played well last time Good against question. Philly. He wasn't like he played bad. He played – Sunday night when you try to go to sleep. Dak played – didn't Dak throw three touchdowns the last time they played Philly? He didn't throw for three? Or he yeah, had three yeah, total? He, yeah, he had something like that. He, he stepped out of bounds one, and he then the tight end staying bounds. Yeah, he stepped right. out. The tight so, end didn't get so in. He played, so he played well, and y'all still lost. So well, I'm just threw, letting you know, Skip. He threw this, ain't, this ain't got to do with that. Fourth quarter. <laughs> and y'all still lost. That's what I'm saying. This That's is what should be concerning you, Skip. It shouldn't be encouraging you. It should be concerning. When your quarterback plays that well. Yeah. Okay. You don't have that excuse of like, hey, he turned the ball over or, or he did this or he did that. Huh. He played really well and y'all still lost, Skip. Still lost. That's all your AK. All of a sudden, Brandon Cooks is playing at a high level. Jake Ferguson's looking like he might make a Pro Bowl at some point. Tony Pollard's turned back into Tony Pollard. Our offensive line is completely healthy. With Not with Sam offenses. Laporta out there. So you encouraged him, it sounds like. Am I encouraged? I well, I'm, I'm picking Dallas over Philadelphia. That's all I got right now. Oh, okay. Do I think that okay. the Cowboys could beat the 49ers at, at San Francisco in a playoff game? You better believe I do because they should. Well, what give, that, what that, gives you that That should be clinically. That should be clinically. Right now, our quarterback is playing at at least as high a level as their quarterback is playing. Okay. Is your defense playing as well as their defense? No. Do they have Ufanga anymore? No. I just say that, right. and they you, still just beat Philly forty-two to nineteen okay. with a garbage I, t- touchdown. I give you, I give That's you that skip. It. Dak Prescott yeah. is playing at a high level, just yeah. like Brock Purdy. Here's the difference: Brock Purdy is doing it against the test. Mm. You're okay. doing it against pop quizzes. Okay. That's all. All right. See you Monday. We are about to debate Aaron Rodgers defending Zach Wilson on Jets internal leaks. This is deep. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right, Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me, that's right, VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. 
and while scoring deals up to five times faster. It's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo, to that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Aaron Rodgers defended Zach Wilson yesterday after a report in The Athletic said Wilson is, quote-unquote, reluctant to return to the field for the Jets. This is what Aaron Rodgers said. When you uh, use sources and, whether intentional or unintentional, try to assassinate someone's character like that report does for Zach, I have, a, I have a real hard time with that. And that's a problem with the organization. You know, we need to get to the bottom of whatever this is coming from and put a stop to it. I think it's um, at its core. I think it has no place in, in a winning organization. Okay, so Richard, do you like or have a problem with what Aaron Rodgers had to say? I like it because he's right. He's right. That's BS. I, you know me, Skip, and how I feel about anonymous sources. Yep. If you can't stand on business, you can't stand ten toes down on what you're saying, and if you can't quote a person on said, then don't use it. Then don't use it. I know everybody wants to get their article out there and get the most clicks and get the most attention, and that's the only way you can get that information out there because nobody's going to put their name on it. It's, it's BS. It's a BS way of reporting. It's been a BS way of reporting since for the history of time. At the end of the day, especially when you're saying something damning, you're saying something damning about a player. This isn't just, hey, you know, they, 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 spilled, they spilled coffee in the locker room or they shoot baskets in the locker room or they were playing ping pong or doing something. You know, that's playful, cool. You can, you can say that. But when you're saying this kid doesn't want to play, this kid is scared to come back on the field then don't say it unless you can put your name on it. And, and don't put it in the article unless you can put the name on it. Like, because you, what you're saying right now, and you're saying it for millions and millions, you're jeopardizing his career, his reputation, and how people are going to view him. People are legitimately going to believe these things, whether they're true or not, and we can't argue their validity because we don't even know if anybody actually said them. It's frustrating. Okay. Yeah, I, you know... I hear everything Aaron Rodgers is saying and Richard, and I, I agree wholeheartedly with both of them. You know, when, when you have things leaking out of a building, so to speak, and, and you know, I am Skip, I always go back to referring to Bill Parcells about something. Yep. He never wanted to have locker room lawyers. He just never wanted to. One voice, his voice. That's it. Lawyers as in leaders it, who make waves. or Yeah, people that just yeah. doing, they don't yeah. need all that. Yeah. You don't need that. You need one voice to talk for the entire team and organization. That's what I believe in. You mean Bill's voice? That's it. Okay. The head guy, mm -hmm. the general manager, head guy, slash president. That's it. Because when you start, because you don't know, as Aaron Rodgers said, where is it coming from? It's an organization. Think about what Aaron Rodgers said. It's an organizational issue. You cannot have a winning organization with all of that, 
Think about the New England Patriots. You don't hear nothing out of that building. They're not winning right now, but it's a winning organization. Mm. There's not, you don't hear, because you're not going to get that, okay? When you have loose lips, it sinks ships. This kid has been through a lot in three years, man. He doesn't deserve this. Now, here's what I would say. If it is true, he's not talking about not getting under the center for his teammates. That's my belief. I'm saying it. Joseph Keyshawn Johnson is saying this. It's not about his, that's my first name. It's not about government name. It's not about the teammates. It's about the coaching. It's about, if, if this is true, I have a problem playing for you because what you keep doing to me, play me, bench me, bench me, play me, escape, go me. Then you realize, oh, I got three dudes worse than me behind me. But now you want to insert me in a lineup. It's a yo-yo effect. It messes with a young guy's uh, psychological brain when you do that. You don't want to keep doing this to him. It won't be a character assassination on him because football players and people that are in organizations can see what he's going through. It's about me playing for the coach, not my teammates. Mm. Because his teammates, for the most part, they see it. Aaron Rodgers has spent a lot of time with him. He understands who the kid is, all of those things. And I don't agree with Aaron Rodgers a lot of the times on a lot of things that he says because he's all over the place sometimes. It's a little weird to me. But in this case, yeah. I agree with him 100%. You got to get this organization and put a cap on top of that bottle skip, twist it tight, okay. and make sure you ain't got no leaks. None at all. Because when you have leaks, you have a real problem. Okay. I hear where both of you are coming from, and I especially appreciate what Richard is saying about 10 toes down on quotes. If you want to say it, put your name on it and stand behind it. And to Richard's credit, when he wanted to speak out as a player, you, you're the same way, Keyshawn. When you wanted to say something, you just flat out said it. It wasn't off the record. It wasn't, don't put my name on it. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it was. Remember, this team has had all kinds of issues with Zach Wilson over the last couple, three years. Because, especially a year ago, he would not take ownership of his abysmal performances. He would make excuses. He would lay blame. He would point fingers, deflect blame. And they did not love it. And they made it clear to the media they did not love his lack of leadership, even as a very young player. So Aaron has taken him under wing, and especially because he's no threat to Aaron. Aaron is defending him to the point that he's calling it character assassination. Well, I, it's not character assassination because... I went back and carefully read the athletics piece on this. They had three reporters named in the byline. So three different reporters contributed to this piece. One being the great Diana Rossini, who does a great job. She, she is respected at the highest levels as a reporter. And there are those in the locker room. And they said they had multiple locker room sources who wanted it known that Zach Wilson was making it known in the locker room to several of his teammates he didn't want to play because he didn't trust the offensive line to be able to protect him down the stretch. And he's basically telling his teammates, why would I go out there and risk life and limb for you guys right now when 
they can't protect me. Well, if you guys have been in that locker room, I don't think you would love that mentality or that approach or that attitude, right? Yeah, but but here's what I would say about that, Skip. It's, it's, it's hard for me to think that that's his approach. That's why I said he's talking to the staff, not to his teammates. Yeah, but it said that right. he told teammates that. That's, that's what it was. And do the teammates want their name on it? No, they don't. They, they don't want to make those kind of waves because they're everybody. I, 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 do, be I doubt. He, right here, here's what I would say again. Without knowing, I doubt he would approach his teammates that way. I would think but, just knowing locker rooms, yep. he may have told somebody on the staff. <clears throat> he may have told somebody other than players who then told the players that. that, that that's just me. I'm, I'm assuming yeah, I, here. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And you're right. Diana Rossini is fantastic and does a fantastic job. I just don't know. You know, when, when it's anonymous sources, yeah. you just never know. When, when, at least when you have somebody say it, you're like, hey, this guy said it. This guy sounds like like some guys are just liars. You know what I mean? So you I can't even test if, if okay. hey, man, that guy's a liar. Like he, right. he's not even a credible guy when, when you can't put your name on it. But what, what I want to say is when do we start to, and I know Joe Douglas is a fine guy, he's a yeah. good guy, but when do you start to put blame on Joe Douglas for not getting a capable backup? I agree. And not addressing this weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks ago. See, because Jake the Browning. way they're. Yeah, see, yeah. Jake Brown, I mean, CC yeah. Jake Browning, Josh yeah. Dobbs, I mean, the, 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 Jameis Winston. There's a number yeah. of guys. Yeah. Cooper Rush, yep. there's a number of guys who could have come in and given you competent quarterback play. Agreed. And the way the Jets organization is built, Robert Salah cannot make that call. Joe yep. Douglas has to make that call. He has all the personnel right. power. So when do yep. we start to talk about Joe Douglas? Sorry. All right. Okay. Sorry, Last skip. quick thought here. I've been involved in hundreds of these type situations as a reporter slash columnist slash magazine and book writer over the years. I'll give you one quick example. Do you remember when Herschel Walker first came to Dallas? Tony Dorsett was there. He was beloved in that locker room. And all of a sudden, we had the dream backfield. And Herschel immediately became the media darling in Dallas because he did a 1,000 push-ups and a 1,000 sit-ups every morning without fail. And trust me, his teammates didn't buy that phony baloney for one second. So numbers of those teammates came to me and said, you got to write that this guy is not for real. you you got to expose him because th this is fraudulent. He does not do a thousand and a thousand. And because they, again, these were anonymous quotes. I'll tell you who they're from because they would stand behind him today. But it was Everson Walls and Dennis Thurman and Mike Downs and Ron Fellows and that group. That, that They just didn't because they loved Tony and they should have loved Tony because he was getting a raw deal because Herschel was basically running him out of town. So I wrote it from anonymous sources because I trusted and knew very well that those anonymous sources were telling me what they believed was the truth. And again, Herschel and I went back. I did his TV show one night on a Friday night in Dallas, and we went back and forth just about this. And I believe that they exposed him because I don't think he did a thousand and a thousand. So what was it like? Yeah. Two fifty and two fifty? Yeah. <laughs> no, he was a did hundred and a hundred specimen, but he wasn't a thousand. I mean, and a thousand. Yeah, I, re I remember that as a kid. Not necessarily the article, but yeah. I remember yes. this dude okay. doing a thousand push-ups and never right. lifting weights and the whole deal. Right. Yeah, he never. Yeah, touched I remember. I remember hearing that, and I and I and I would and I tried it one day. I tried it. I actually yes. tried it because I was like, man, that's how you get built. 
Maybe I, I got about to 275, Skip, and my arms stopped working. <laughs> my stomach stopped going well, at about 180. I said, yeah, this yeah. dude's built way different than me. Way different. All right, we got to get back to what happened last night here in Los Angeles. How should last night's controversial finish to Suns-Lakers really have been officiated correctly? No mercy, no mercy. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Man, crazy controversial finish to Suns-Lakers last night here in L.A. After it appeared to me that Austin Reeves lost control of the ball and it was loose on the floor, LeBron James was able to get referee Tom Washington to grant the Lakers a timeout. Lakers were up two with 7.4 seconds left when said timeout was granted. Devin Booker, it appeared to me, was about to come up with the loose ball as the timeout was granted. So, Keyshawn, how should this play have been officiated from start to finish? I, I think it was officiated correctly, Skip. Mm. Uh, when, you, when you look at, and you got to really pay attention in a slow-mo kind of fashion, simultaneously as uh, Austin Reeves was losing the basketball, he pinned it against his left leg. LeBron James is calling the timeout. The ball then dribbles away from him. So a lot of people are paying attention to the ball getting away, opposed to simultaneously at the same time, timeout. He's not only signaling it, but he's also vocally displaying it to the referee. He so he says, hey, okay, I got it, timeout. The ref never looked over to see the basketball dribbling away. He's only looking at LeBron James. And I heard you slickly say LeBron James talked him into Calling the timeout. I didn't say that, but I suggested it with my inflection. Okay. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> but it was called. It was called the right way. And even if they did retrieve the ball, who's to say that Phoenix wins the game? So I don't necessarily know. That is a fact. It you cost them the game. Yeah, they were going to be down to potentially with the ball with seven seconds left. Go ahead, Richard. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, Skip. I, it looks. You know, it's all up in the air. I think even if you blow the whistle and it's inadvertent, it's a, it's a jump ball. It's still only seven seconds to go. I don't know if they still win that game. I think that's why Kevin Durant <clears throat> wasn't complaining after the game. He was like, we don't leave it in the ref's hands. We win the game. You know, you, you, you can't leave it in the ref's he's hands. This a, is one of those games. He's not a call complainer after games. He, he no, never does that. he's not an excuse yeah. guy. Yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's a hooper, true hooper. He is a hooper. And so, you know, I – at the end of the day, you never know what the result would have been if they got this call. The result is what it is. The Lakers move on to play the Pelicans, and that is what it is. You know, that's the way history is going to read. So, I, I, it, sure, it could have went another way. I, would that have helped? Maybe it would have made the game a little more interesting at, down the stretch, but we'll never know. Okay. But that's why LeBron skipped, though, before you go. Yeah. This is why LeBron is extremely smart. Never mind the IQ of basket, just smart to realize the ball is getting away from his teammate, he calls timeout. How many guys have you seen, Skip, just stand there looking at something going on hey. and do nothing? 
You right. took the words right out oh, of Oh, I'm mouth sorry. I didn't even know. Did because I'm not being slick about this. I'm not trying to backdoor this. I'm going straight on. That was a genius basketball move by LeBron James because he saw it before it was even happening. He saw that a still young player was dribbling into big trouble because he didn't have the handle on the ball because Devin Booker had bumped into the back of him. He's already starting to lose control. And LeBron turns to Tom Washington, far side of the court, anticipating problems on the other side of the court and says, time out. And I'm, I'm still not sure any other player except LeBron could have gotten that timeout from that referee that quickly in that said moment because you, the, the ref has to keep one eye on LeBron and obviously one eye on the action across the floor and time it up and make sure the ball is not loose before you grant the timeout. So right. LeBron anticipated, headed it off at the pass, and potentially to both – I don't know what would happen after that. Again, down two with the basketball, seven seconds left. You got a shot. You got a shot. You got a shot. And Kevin had had a fairly hot hand from three. So you might have a shot to win the game. He, he airballed the one at the end of the game because I thought he should have taken one more dribble. He had an extra couple seconds, one more long dribble. And he has some long dribbles and gone up from near the three-point line. Maybe he would have at least drawn iron on it. But now to the, to the point of the inbounds pass. It was a great pass inbounds to Austin Reeves. Tight window, right on the button. And yet, if Austin Reeves had done what most players do in that situation, he would have just gone as fast as he could up the court with the basketball and tried to dribble through the Suns as they tried to foul him and run off as many of the seven seconds as he could have toward the end of the game. I mean, you've seen games end where a guy just dribbles away from everybody and the clock runs out. Yeah, right? but they, they closed on him. He closed on him really okay. fast. Okay, but he stopped. Yeah, they trapped him. Well, no, they but trapped. He, they closed on him really fast. Okay, but he dead stopped because he wanted Devin to run into the back of him. He's high IQ, too, and he's wily and he's crafty, and he just dead stopped with the basketball. And I thought Devin hit him hard enough from behind. If, I'm, foul. if, if I'm there, I'm calling a foul right there, yeah. and we're going to the other end with – you know, it's going to be seven-ish seconds left. And do I trust Austin make? I do. I think he would have made the two free throws. Yeah. And now we're back it's to good. four points, yeah. and probably the game's going to end that way. Right? Good free throw shooter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. So if, if to correctly referee it, that foul, if it gets called immediately as he dead stops at just after catching the ball, we're not having this conversation. But they did not call that foul. And then as he continues to dribble into the, the Durant trap, all hell breaks loose because, I, Keyshawn, I'm not seeing what you're seeing. about. I know the ref said after the game he had the ball pinned against the side. But even, the before, the ref, even before the referee said it, yeah. I was on a conversation with Nick last night after the game about this particular producer, play, yeah. my producer. And I told him, I said, if you watch closely, he pinned the ball against his left leg. LeBron's calling timeout. He's saying timeout, timeout, timeout. The ref sees it, boom. Then the ball dribbles away. That, that, that's exactly what happened. It looks like he's lost completely. But, but you don't, the reason it looks like it, Skip, is because the angle that you see is the angle where the ball is going away. They don't zoom in for you to be able to see it yeah. pinned against his leg. This is why the referee said that. But here's what I'm going to say. It's so funny. Because you said that Booker ran into the back of Austin Reeves 
they didn't call a uh, 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 foul on this case. But you got many people out there saying that they wanted LeBron James to be in Vegas playing in this tournament in the Lakers. Well, if that was the case, they would have called a foul on Austin Reeves to assure them that they was going that to Vegas. That would do it. That would have that done would it. stop it right Exactly. Okay. So all of you people out there saying that, stop it. And you should stop reading what all those people are saying. Well, yeah. I I have to every now and then do some research. Oh, that's your research? You know? Twitter response? No, it's not Twitter. <laughs> it's not Twitter. It's newspaper, articles, internet, that sort of stuff. Okay. But LeBron James did save that game. You agree? Yeah. Save it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. saved you from from. Of course, life. that's why right. I said to you a minute okay. ago, Skip. Right. Okay. A lot of players would have just looked in the stands and Agreed. not paid attention to it. Agreed. He had the mindset and smart enough to go time out. It's unbelievable. Okay, we got to get back one more time to Jerry Jones. He's oh. dominating this show. I don't even have to identify him. You know who he owns and what he owns. He says the league will figure out how to stop the tush push. Really, Jerry? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Once again, your turn. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go. First tweet from Mr. 618. I actually agree with Skip about Indy, but I can see through his game plan. Skip would love for Indy to win, so if the Lakers beat New Orleans, he'll have the ammo he'll need to downplay Braun and the Lakers winning it all. That is complicated. <laughs> I, I'm not thinking Right, that I was about to say, that's... What if Indy knocked off the Lakers in the finals? Well, they popped, they popped uh, Boston the other night. Did they pop them by 10 after they lost to Boston by 51 at Boston without Halliburton? Second tweet, Izzy. My, tier, excuse me, my two-year-old keeps calling Richard Sherman Spider-Man because of that suit he has on, LOL. <laughs> I like that. Spidey. You know me? He's got Spidey senses. I know that. Sherlock has our final tweet. That's Tupac rising from his grave when Skip said Lil Wayne is the greatest lyricist in rap history. Hey, we all have our goats, and he's mine. Everybody got their goats. Tupac gone too soon. Too soon. That's for sure. Too soon. At least somebody paid. Okay. Roger Goodell reportedly wants the competition committee to ban the Eagles' tush-push quarterback sneak. But Jerry Jones said yesterday on his radio show he does not have a problem with that play. Jerry said that stopping the play will, quote-unquote, automatically take care of itself, meaning defenses in time will just figure out how to stop it. Richard, do you believe defenses over time will figure out how to stop the tush-push? Yeah, I mean, they figured it out for other teams already. I mean, they figured it out when Marcus Mariota ran it against the, the San Francisco 49ers, they pretty much, it was kind of way more stalemated than it had been with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And that was right before Jalen Hurts came back into the games. But 
I, I don't believe they'll stop it with Jalen Hurts. It doesn't seem like it's a stoppable play when Jalen Hurts runs it. I mean, they have a good rhythm. They have a good timing. He and Jason Kelsey have a great push. I, I just don't – I, I, I'm watching it. I watched it against San Francisco. They stopped it on the goal line one time when they jumped over and they hit the receivers and peeled everybody off. But it was a weird play, and they, they ran it the next play, and they got it in. So – it's, it's a play that I don't think will be stopped consistently when the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts runs it, run it. But everybody else doesn't seem to run it as well. So, yeah, he's right to some degree. But when they run it, it doesn't seem like anybody stops it. Yeah, it would. It would and I understand what Commissioner Goodell is saying, whatever the case is. I haven't seen anybody get hurt. No. Okay? And you, it may be somebody who got hurt somewhere. I didn't see it. When you look at it with Jalen Hurts, like Wait, Richard, didn't when the Giants tried it, didn't Daniel Jones get hurt on it? I, I, it's, I don't. It's your own guy gets hurt. But go yeah, ahead. I don't. I don't okay, recall. But no, it's fine. Yeah. And so like Richard is saying, though, when Jalen Hurts runs it, it hurts the other team. <laughs> Does it? Oh, see what I did there? Okay. Um, <laughs> I see what you did. And, and, and when everybody else around the league is trying it, it's ugly. They get nowhere. Ugly. It's ugly. But for whatever reason, it sounds like to me, based on the emphasis being on Philadelphia's success, that they want to stop Philly from running it. Because if you look across the league, like Richard said, nobody else is successful at doing it. Nobody. Mm -mm. Except for Philadelphia. Correct. Why are you worried about stopping them from doing it when everybody else is doing it and they're not getting anywhere? This is not a five-yard play. This is a few inches. That's all it is. Mm. Maybe a yard that turns into two yards because of the push. Mm. Now you're taking away a play that's very valuable to a team because nobody can get a hold of it. They shouldn't do that at all. Mm. They just shouldn't. So Keyshawn and Richard, in all my years studying, watching your game, I have never, ever seen a more unstoppable play than this play. Not just once or twice, but over an expanse of time, it is unstoppable. I have yet to see it even come to a measurement after they run this play. It's never, well, let's bring out the chains no, and let's yeah. see if they, it, it's, it's a matter of, did they get two yards or three yards on yeah. the play? Because it, 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 it's not a one yard play, it's two or three. I just, I dread my team having to deal with third and one, fourth and one with this offense because it's just automatic. They're going to make a first down or the so touchdown. So why not stop them from getting to third? Okay, well, that's the whole – Yeah, I mean, that's that the game plan. Good. Okay, but to, to the point about Roger Goodell saying let's outlaw competition committee, nobody else is having anywhere near the success with this play. And I still don't believe there's any pushing really going on there it's isn't. a Jalen Hurts play. Yes. And it's a Kelsey play, and it's the two guards. I've never seen the explosion, the leverage they're getting underneath. Jalen Hurts has the strongest base of any quarterback I've ever seen, and they say pound for pound he's the strongest in the weight room of whatever team he's been on from Alabama to Oklahoma to Philadelphia. His base is so powerful. He can get so low, so fast, with such force that you cannot stop him. I keep waiting for some, you know, three defensive tackles to just stalemate them at the point of attack. I, I always see 
the best defensive tackles go backward. Have you guys seen anything where it's even close? No. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen Seattle. I mean, I've I seen San Francisco the first time they yeah, went they, and get a stop. They, they got the stop. They but what did they do? They it, went over the top? <clears throat> I don't even remember. Yeah. They, they no, went they went around. They, they, oh, yeah, they, they went blitzed around. their corners, okay. and then Chase Young grabbed Jalen Hurts by the – the back of the shoulder, horse yeah. Held on for dear life. Yeah. Yep. And pulled him, and pulled him down. Yeah, but then yeah, they so, ran it the next play and got it. They went right it. back at it and got it. They so I, I don't know. I don't. If you're going to outlaw something, it has to be dangerous. Somebody's got to be hurt. Like if people were getting hurt, then I'd be like, oh, yeah, they probably want to get rid of this. But that's not the case. Yeah. It's just not. And they're getting it. Here's the key, though. When are they going to fake it? They haven't even had to try that yet. They don't need to, but they will. Ooh. They will. They, 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 they tried it. They tried it. They messed it up a few times. They fumbled once. I think, you know, it just got real complicated. So I've said for years on this show that Tom Brady was the greatest quarterback sneaker I ever saw, but he was doing it totally different than Jalen is because Tom was picking a spot, picking yeah. a hole. He was picking a side, picking a gap to, to shoot. And, and drive through, but but not with the force Jalen does. So I, I got to give it up because Jalen has taken over the crown of quarterback sneaking because we got to right. change the term sneak. That There's no sneakiness to this at all. He's not sneaking anywhere. He's just driving the ball right down your throat. You, wh- whoever you got, you can line them up, and no sumo wrestler could stop this. I, It's just... Yeah, and like you said, Skip... I've been looking for, you know, they call it the push-tush, but I've been looking. This isn't Matt Lyon and Reggie Bush. No. This is not pulling a guy yeah. into the end zone. They're not placing their hands on his backside and pushing him. No. It's all Jalen Hurts' force. I mean, they, they may lay a hand on him from time, but he's already, he's already converted by the time they do that. Yeah. No. So, Richard, you don't yeah. see as a defensive player, you, you don't see a defense figuring out some scheme, some, some new tactic no. to stop this. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's on the offense's snap count. So, you know, this is a game where if both men are equal and they're both equally as powerful, the person who starts faster, who yeah. starts who and, and gets yeah. his momentum going first is going to win the, the matchup. And so since the center and the offense is always going to know their snap count, they're always going to know when they're going unless the defense guesses it and jumps off sides, you know, and risks that on a fourth and one, which they never will, then I, I just don't see a way that you could could, could get it stopped. Um, maybe, maybe doing it the way San Francisco does might yeah. have some kind of – Semblance to get a guy around and maybe pull him backwards, but he's so low sometimes that you're rarely ever going to get that up. Man. Okay, up next, we got Young Money joining us, as they always do on Wednesdays, to debate Keyshawn and Richard picking the Philadelphia Eagles to win Sunday night. No It is time once again for Young Money. Lil Wayne Protégé's Yellow Beezy from Dallas. Alan Cubas from Wayne's hometown of New Orleans. Gentlemen, my guys Richard Sherman and Keyshawn Johnson are both picking the Eagles to beat the Cowboys this Sunday night at Jerry World, even though the Cowboys are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Who knew? Alan, please, you first. Do you agree with Key and Sherm? 
I do agree. I agree with Keon's term. I think the Eagles will find a way to get it done. You know, um, I think this, the demise of the Eagles has been greatly exaggerated. You know, um, they've lost two games and everyone acts like the sky is falling. If you would have told anybody before this five-game stretch, they would play the Dolphins, Bills, Chiefs, Cowboys, and 49ers, and they would go four and one, I think anybody would anybody would take it. You know, um, I mean, he lost to a 49er team that with Trent Williams healthy, hasn't lost a game all year. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that the 49ers, when they're healthy, have probably been the best team in the NFL all year. Mind you, they also played the Cowboys. They played the Cowboys earlier this year and beat them by an even wider margin. So I still think the Eagles are in full control. Another thing to point out, even if the Eagles were to lose this week and both teams were to win out the remaining of their games and go 14-3, the Cowboys would still have to start on the road in the wild card game. And I've also been hearing this narrative that the Cowboys took the Eagles' best shot and they almost won. Well, I think that same argument can be made the other way. The Eagles took the Cowboys' best shot, didn't play their best game, and still found a way to win that game. I think they'll be more focused. I think this was a humbling by the 49ers. I think it was a good knockout for them. I think they'll come back. They'll shake back. They'll recover. And I look at them to go on the road and beat the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Yella, your response, please. Nah, I mean, I, I'm going, of course, I'm going to pitch the Cabo. Like I said, we've seen how the Eagles can be exposed. <laughs> you know, we see how, that, how, how, how things can go with them. But I just feel yeah. like Dallas got the juice right now for like the momentum. And, I, and the way that Dak is playing, he's playing lights out. You know, I think if, if Dallas going there with the same kind of scheme that the 49ers kind of went in there with, I feel like it's an even better chance. Like if you just pay attention, what the 49ers did, it's kind of like they didn't, they play like two safeties high on, on, on AJ. Like it's, saying, it's like he got busy, but he wasn't just getting busy, busy like that. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. they made sure somebody was over the top so they won't get no big plays. And I feel like if you keep them from doing all the little short little stops or the wide outs, they got a very good good chance of it. Like make them get to the run. Because that's what they kind of took away from this weekend was the run. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like we got a very good chance at it. You know, I feel like we playing with a better and a higher momentum. And, I, you know, the scheme's got to be just up to par. And not not to mention, like, everybody was talking about how they feel like we barely won or whatever. It was a close game. But we was coming out for, what, it was three games in 11 days. You know what I'm saying? Just like how you, they can say that they were tired. We was tired, too, if that's the case. Yep. Keyshawn, your rebuttal. Well, you'll be rested. You know, you, you'll be days. rested 10 yeah. days. Mm -hmm. And I understand what you're saying about you could do some of the same things from the 49ers did to Philadelphia from that standpoint. I'll say two things. One, you don't have Debo Samuel. Okay, yeah, you got CeeDee Lamb, different player. Debo Samuel is the, he's the, the, the energy, the physical nature to yeah, oppose his will to make you quit. Mm -hmm. If you notice in that football game, they didn't really want to tackle him after a while. So he was able to make hay and do some certain things. On top of that, you don't have the same type of front that the 49ers have on the defensive side. And don't tell me anything about Michael Parsons. I don't want to hear no, who got Michael Parsons? We got Michael Parsons. I, I get you got <laughs> Michael Parsons. But they got a bunch of bad dudes on that side of the football. If you look at when Chase Young came over, all of a sudden Nick Bosa turned into a different player. All of a sudden, this is a Nick Bosa that we should have saw at the beginning of the year okay. if it wasn't for the holdout. All right, so we're not going to win 42-19. to 19. I'll give you that. But are we going to win? 
Yeah, oh, but, but we also got a lot of weapons too, Tito. Like we might not have one Debo Sam, but we got a lot of multiple players that can that can run that speed of position. Like I'm not saying that they're a Debo Samuel, but if they come up with them schemes, like Brandon Cook got speed, Keontae Trevor got speed. You put um 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 uh, a CD in that slot, he got speed. We can do the same. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about running. I'm talking about opposing the physical will oh, yeah, onto yeah. your opponent. Right, right. Okay, right. that that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Debo Samuel and CD Lamb are two different type of players. They, he don't impose that physical will the same way those 49ers do. Another thing I respect about the Eagles, they've been in a conversation for the best team in the NFL all year, and they have never been stagnant or complacent. We saw that with earlier with with the trade for Bayard, and now we're seeing them going out there and signing Leonard, a guy that was a three time All Pro player. You know, who still has youth on his side. He's 28 years old. I'm sure he'll be motivated to make an impact. So. They've been continuing to try to get better, and I think that they just got the right mindset going forward. Okay, Alan, back to you and your opening point about the demise of the Eagles has been greatly exaggerated. I'm going to remind you, for the last five straight games, the Eagles have been outgained by their opponent, and they have trailed at halftime. Their luck finally ran out against the 49ers because they could not dig themselves back out of the hole, and yet... Buffalo went to Philadelphia. It did take overtime, but Buffalo rang up 505 yards on that Eagles defense. The 49ers in just the last three quarters this past Sunday, two, three, and fourth quarters, ran up 465 yards. The Eagles defense has now plummeted to 24th in the NFL in points allowed. Cowboys is fourth in points allowed to 24th. That's why we're going to win this game, because I think the Eagles are in demise. I think they're in decline. Huh? Yeah. Well, I, As if the Cowboys didn't just give up 30-plus to Seattle, who isn't in the same conversation as some of these teams that you just mentioned the Eagles played. Okay, but I just told play you, though, Adam, like I said, we just was coming out three games within 11 days. I was just saying Okay. Come on, come on now. You, you, you know better than this. They threw it out there with the Eagles. Why can't I throw it out there with the Cowboys? No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you can't. But as I told Skip and Michael Irvin on Monday, you have passed the quiz. There's no question about it. You passed the quiz when you played Seattle and you beat them. You have yet to pass a test. The Philadelphia Eagles are battle-tested. They are. Okay? I'll give you that. Okay, so... As you say, they're running out of gas, Skip, and it caught up to them. Running out of luck. Luck, whatever you want to call it, luck. Yep. Dak Prescott stepped out of bounds. That was just pure luck. Mm -hmm. Just pure luck. It yeah. was pretty lucky. Tied in, fell down at the inch line, pure luck. Just luck. Pretty lucky. But it wasn't luck against Miami, Buffalo, uh, Cowboys. They're good. Okay? It wasn't luck against those teams, mm -hmm. but it's luck against y'all. Mm. I don't understand no, I don't, that. I, I won't say it just look. It's just the way that they've been with it. It ain't just been in outstanding fashion, like like outstanding fashion. Like it's they barely winning. Two, so you, three, so you want, coming back. So you want style points? No, a win is a win. Don't get me wrong, but it's not. They're not looking like exactly. the same team of last year. This is what I'm saying. The way no, that they was winning they last year, we had no denying them and what how they doing. They was coming down punishing stuff. You like, know they could do. They was physical, like you say. They ain't bringing the physical back like they had last year. But last year, physical. Last year was last year. This year is You're this right. year. It's a different You're team. Right. They're sitting at You're ten and two. 
Mm. They're sitting at 10 and 2. Okay. Yep. We all know they ain't just win, they winning in that fashionable way. But yellow, it's that. good football teams. And I admit it's it. a they win, mean, it's a win. A win is a win. Mean, I'm just saying, I just want everybody to have them, that same type of energy when the Cowboys do it. If we just barely win by a quarter two, don't be like, oh, you want no. this? It's the win. That's I, 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 I tell you. They have Seahawks, the Chargers. They they had a couple wins where they where they eat by, but it hasn't been the same level of competition that the Eagles go. have been doing. This has been a good it's been a grueling schedule, man. Maybe they did run out of a little bit of gas. Sometimes you got to break down and go refuel. And I think oh, this is good. Talk to them. Yeah, because I tell Skip I that to, I think they might have broke yeah. down. They about to go refuel, got the tank on full, and they coming into Dallas right. this week. So last point, I I can't let Keyshawn get away with disrespecting C.D. Lamb the way he just did. <laughs> how, how did I disrespect C.D. Lamb? He, he's a better all around receiver than Debo. I give you imposed will. I give you scared to tackle Debo. I give you all that. So how I'll, is that I'll disrespecting? I'll take C.D. Lamb. I'll take him. I'll it, just do, take him. do I think C.D. Lamb runs a better route in a route tree? Than Debo Samuel? Yes. 100%. You do. It's, yes. It's, but that's okay. Has CD proven he's a top five receiver as we speak? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, yes. Even though you've said he's, he's not doing no either. He not done yeah, no yeah, he, 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 I would take CD Lamb if he was on the draft board. Yeah, I, I just did the skip. I didn't give you a direct answer. <laughs> I would take the CD Lamb if he's on the draft board. Yes, I would. But he was so much more than a wide receiver. I mean, he's getting, he's implemented in the run game and everything. I, I think love that's CD like, Lamb. I'm not the one okay. that said he's a fringe we one. Gotta go. I appreciate you guys. I look forward to talking to you guys next week after the Cowboys win on Sunday night. Up next, Dion says Colorado definitely will make next year's playoffs. Are you buying? Deion Sanders said yesterday his Colorado Buffaloes will make the playoffs next year. Of course, next year's playoffs expand to 12 teams as Colorado moves to the Big 12. So, Keyshawn, please, you first. Is Deion just saying what he needs to for recruiting, or do you believe Deion truly believes Colorado will make next year's playoffs? Yeah, I, I truly believe it because when I look at the, the schedule, and I look at the conference that he's moving to, yep. and I think about that conference that was kind of down it this was. year, and I compared it to the Pac-12, and I watched those games closely like Richard, and I'm just trying to understand how are the selection committee going to pick the 12 teams. I just think that he'll be in there somehow, even though I believe there'll be like nine SEC teams in there. Yep. Yeah, that's the part I hate uh, because they're going to just put <laughs> – that's the story for a different day. But, yeah, I think it, there, there's definitely a chance for him to get in. Um, he's he's got that factor, and when they pick these games and the, the college football committee picks, he's going to be a factor in that decision, especially if his team is close. Agreed. Dion is still one human I don't bet against. I, I think he's in that portal right now. I think they're going to win the portal. I know they've lost some recruits, but I think they'll gain them back. I, I think going to the Big 12, they, they could win the Big 12 next yeah. year. No Texas, no Oklahoma, and then what? Okay, so – uh, again, I like his chances, and I love it that he's saying this because, again, if you expand from four to 12, that's eight-plus teams, I think he will have a real shot at it. All right, that's it They're for today's to Undisputed. Yes, sir, Richard Sherman. We are back tomorrow. To beat up Skip tomorrow, we'll be back. Eastern, and I can't wait. I won't.